Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Today is, uh, uh, well, I have a different background, don't I? Uh, yeah, I'm on my way to uh, visit my mother, so uh, not not at home. Um, today is Ratha Saptami. Ratha means a chariot. Saptami, referring to the seventh uh, the seventh lunar phase in the month of Magha, Magha Masa, month of Magha. Magha is uh, one of the nakshatras that's, uh, I believe it's in uh, Leo, the constellation Leo, it's part of Leo. Leo is the astrological zodiac sign that correlates with the, with the sun. So the month of Magha, which is just started after the, the last moon day we had, which was when last Thursday, before so yeah just one week into so right one week is seven days isn't it so we're in the seventh we're on the seventh lunar phase seventh titi titi and seven also uh they use the number seven because there's seven colors in the visible light spectrum and then they say so it's rata saptami uh because it's, it's depicted as this chariot, the Ratha, is depicted as having seven horses that pulls it across the sky. The sun is rides in the chariot that's pulled by seven horses. And Ratha Saptami is like, you could, you could call it the sun's birthday. <laughs> It's the, the day of the year that we celebrate and honor the, the sun. And it's in the month of Maga because that's the, the star sign that uh, most closely aligns with the energy of the sun, which is the energy of life nourishing, the energy of effulgence. And uh, like the lion, he has the mane. He's very the personality of the Leo is very outgoing, <laughs> boisterous, you could say, right? So the sun is that energy. It's the most prominent energy in the solar system. It's the ruler of the solar system. It rules day and night. And by day and night, it governs uh, sleep and activity, rest and activity. It nourishes life. There's so many different things the sun does. The sun is definitely the ruler of, of so many different aspects of life here on earth and in the solar system. It even keeps the planets that are like, like so there's so much more space than there is matter between the sun and the planets. Um, but still the sun is powerful enough that it can hold the, those minuscule teeny tiny specks of, of a planet that are like almost like infinitely far away from, from the, the sun. 
uh, it can, the sun still controls their orbit. So the sun in so many different ways is, is very, very uh, powerfully prominent ruler. So Ratta Saptami. We do Surya Namaskar to worship the sun. That's the, the sun's favored way of being extolled is with the Surya Namaskar. And because we can't just pray and hope that we become healthy. We actually have to wake up our own solar energy, our own vitality. And so through exercise, through breathing and movement and in a, done in a prayerful, uh, wholehearted manner, we, we uh, vitalize our own life-giving energy that we have inside us. How's that, Denise? <laughs> On a wing in a prayer. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So the practice is uh, interesting and, and very much related to Ashtanga Yoga, the, as we've learned it from Patabi Joyce, uh, because Patabi Joyce created the Surya Namaskar with nine vinyasas plus samastiti gives the 10, 10 steps. Uh, the classic Surya Namaskar that's known all throughout India is a 12 step Surya Namaskar. Uh, and only in the Ashtanga tradition, we have the 10 step Surya Namaskar. So Patabi Joyce actually uh, put that together for us. He had the movements of Chatwari, Pancha, and Shat, some of the movements were, that were there, the vinyasas coming up and down, that, that all came together. They're part of, because if you read Krishnamacharya's book, Yoga Makaranda, the, the nectar of yoga, Makaranda, Yoga Makaranda, Krishnamacharya's book, he has the same vinyasas in that book for like Paschimottanasana and Janushirshasana and other common poses that we do. The vinyasa is the same, taking the arms up, inhaling, bending down, jumping back. Uh, but it wasn't considered as a surya namaskar in the way that it is now, that the way that Patabi Joyce um, depicted it for us. And the reason that he did that is because uh, there's a text called the Aruna Prashna, which uh, is part of the Krishna Yajurveda. Uh, it's a, a text that extols the, the prominence of the sun, talks about the cosmos and the sun as the central ruling uh, entity or, or force of the, of the cosmos. And the practices on Rata Saptami that they recite the Aruna Prashna and they do Namaskara to each of the verses, there's 132 verses in the text, the Aruna Prashna text. And the, and the verses have 10 lines. So the way Patavi Joyce put together the Surya Namaskar for us, there's 10 steps, nine vinyasas plus samastiti, 10 steps. And he put them together so that you can, as the priests are reciting one line, you do one vinyasa. 
And as they recite the next line, you do the next vinyasa. Of course, they go kind of fast and it takes some skill and uh, at doing the Surya Namaskar and listening and being able to hear the rhythm of the recitation to be able to sync your, your vinyasas with the, uh, with the recitation. But there's 10 lines per, per verse for almost all of the 132 verses. Uh, there's a couple of them that are don't have 10, 10 lines, but for the most part, it, it works out pretty well. And then uh, I've gotten to do it with Shastriji in San Diego. Uh, I think one time we did it at the Joyce Center in, in Encinitas. Uh, I think maybe we've done it five times. Last year, uh, some of you guys came down with me and we did it with Shastriji in his new new space before the pandemic. Anybody can remember what life was like? <laughs> it seems like so long ago, like another lifetime ago, <laughs> before the masks and the uh, not gathering in crowds. I saw a picture of New Orleans, they just had Mardi Gras and there's like nobody in the street for Mardi Gras. It's like probably the first time in history that's happened. So yeah, so that's our connection with in the Ashtanga tradition that we have with the Aruna Prashna and the Ratha Saptami uh, celebration or practice. It's, it's particularly uh, sweet to me when I first learned about it from Shastriji because I'd heard Patabi Joyce talking about doing some kind of ritual to some kind of chanting that involved doing Surya Namaskar. And I didn't know enough back then, you know, 20 years ago, I didn't understand what he was talking about, but it stuck in my mind. There's something with, with chanting and doing the Surya Namaskar. And when the first time when Shastriji mentioned, we were going to be doing the, this chanting and you're supposed to do Surya Namaskar with the verses, I like instantly, it all clicked together. I was like, ah, this is what Padavi Joyce was talking about. <laughs> and uh, so it's uh, particularly sweet, uh, emotional or sentiment uh, to have that connection. And, you know, you, you some seeds planted and, and it, you kind of forget about it over the years. And then you hear the right thing and it sprouts up. It's quite a nice experience to have very lucky so rata saptami rata saptami that's today and they're going to do it on saturday because you know we have to be a little bit practical in modern times people can't just take off work uh, but they're doing it down in san diego if anybody's interested you can ask me for details i will not be there because i'm traveling north the opposite direction so today we're starting in uh, Patanjali Yoga Sutras. Uh, we're starting the last final section of the final chapter. So this is the final, final section here uh, of the Patanjali Yoga Sutras. So basically uh, talking a little bit about enlightenment. What the heck is that? Uh, 
And, uh, oh yeah, I was talking about last week that I have to remember to give a disclaimer before talking about this stuff. So I think you all know that I'm, I'm just as stupid as the next guy, if not stupider. So, uh, not, not enlightened, but anyways, it's, it's useful, not just fun. I find it useful actually, because it, it, uh, plants seeds, uh, opens up, opens my mind and my, my heart to, to grow and to not set the, the limit of expectations too low to have a larger than life, uh, faith in the potentials that we can possibly, um, reach that we can potentially reach. One of the things I liked about Pratabi Joyce Guruji was that I felt he shared that, that faith in infinity with me. And I was, I felt like he recognized that, that I had that faith that our, our potential is limitless and it's possible someday we get to actualize and realize that. So, uh, that's how, what I felt my our connection was kind of uh, knitted around that. So let's do some chanting. Pull our pull our spirit up with the power of the voice. Thread it down through our central axis. Get all googooed up with uh, the whatever the nectars that that start to flow from the chanting, shall we? Om Shri Gurave Namaha. Om Shri Ganeshaya Namaha. Om Shri Saraswatiye Namaha. Om Vande Guru Nam Charanada Vinde Sandarishita Swatma Sukhava Bodhe Nishreya Se Jangalikaya Mane Samsarahala Halamoha Shantye Abha Purushakaram Shankachakrasi Tardinam Sahasra Shirasam Shwetam Pranamami Patanjalim Yogena Chittasya Padena Vacham Malam Shari Rasya Chavaidyakena Yopakarotam Bravaram Muninam Patanjalim Branjali Ranatosmi Om Asatoma Satkamaya Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya 
Mrityorma Amrutangamaya Om Shanti 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 Om Sahana Babatu Sahana Bunaktu Sahaviryam karavabahai Tejasvinabhati tamastumavidvishabahai Om Shanti 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 Om Namo Brahmavidyo Brahmavidya Sambradaya Kartribyo Namo Vamsharishibyo Namo Mahadbyo Namo Gurubhyaha Sarvo Paplavarahita Pragnana Ghana Pratyagarato Brahmaiva Masmi Om Tat Om Paramatmane Namaha Sri Patanjala Yoga Darshanam Atakaivalya Padaha Janma Oshati Mantra Tapas Samadhi Jaha Siddhayaha Janmao Shadhi Mantra Tapas Samadhi Siddhayaha Jati Antara Parinamaha Prakriti Apurat Jati Antara Parinama Prakriti Apurat Namittam Aprayojakam Prakartinam Varana Vedaha Tutatas Shetrikavat Namittam Aprayojakam Prakartinam Varana Vedas Tutatak Shetrikavat Nirmana Chitani Asmita Matrat Nirmana Chitan Yasmita Matrat Pravritti Vede Prayojakam Chittam Ekam Anekesham Pravritti Vede Prayojakam Tamekamanekesham Tatra Dhyana Jam Anashayam Tatra Dhyana Jam Anashayam Karma Ashukla Akrishnam Yoginaha Tri Vidam Itaresham Karma Shukla Krishnam Yoginastrividhamitaresham Tatas Tat Vipaka 
अनुगुणाभिव्यक्ति वासना ततस्तुगुणाभिव्यक्तिर्वासना जाति देश काल व्यवहिता आनता स्मृति संस्कार जाति देश काल व्यवहिता स्मृति संस्कारोरेकूपनाशिषो निवातु फल आश्रय आलंबनै संग्रहीतवाश्रयालंबनै संग्रहीतवादेशदभाव अतीथ अनागतम स्वरूपतः अस्ति अस्त अध्वेदात स्वरूपतोस्त्यस्तुभेदाधाक्त सूक्ष्मा गुण आत्मा ते व्यक्त सूक्ष्मुणात्मा परिणाम एक वस्तु तिणाकस्तुत वस्तु साम्ये तयो विभक्त पंथा वस्तु साम्ये चित्तभेदात्तर्भक्त पंथा न च एक वस्तु तत्प्रमाणक तदाकिचित्तंत्र वस्तु तरप्रमाणक तदाकिंस्यात तत्पराग अपेक्षिवात्त वस्तु ज्ञात 
Kaivalya Prak Bharam Chittam Tadavivekanimnam Kaivalya Prak Bharam Chittam Tat Chidreshu Pratyaya Antarani Sanskaribhyaha Tat Chidreshu Pratyayantarani Sanskaribhyaha Anam Esham Kleshavat Uktam Anam Esham Kleshavat Uktam Prasankhyana Prasankhyane api akusidasya sarvatha viveka khyatehe dharma megha samadhihi Prasankhyane pyakusidasya sarvatha viveka khyater dharma megha samadhihi. Tatas klesha karma nivrittihi. Tata klesha karma nivrittihi. Tada. Sarva avarana mala apetasya jnanasya anantyat yeyam alpam. Tada sarva avarana mala apetasya jnanantyat yeyam alpam. Tatas krita arthanam parinama krama samaptihi gunanam. Tata krita arthanam parinama krama samaptir gunanam. Shana pratiyogi parinama Aparanta nirgrahya, nirgrahyaha kramaha. Kshana pratiyogi parinama paranta nirgrahya kramaha. Purusha artha shunyanam gunanam. Prati Prasavaha Kaivalyam Swarupa Pratishta Ba Chiti Shaptihi Iti Purushartha Shunyanam Gunanam Prati Prasava Kaivalyam Swarupa Pratishta Ba Chiti Shaptihi Tiriti 
Purusharthashunyanamgunanambratiprasavakaivalyamsvarupapratishthavachitishaktiriti Sampurnam Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishate Om Shanti 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 Om Tatsat Okay, so from, there's only 34, this is the shortest chapter. There's only 34 sutras in Kaivalya, the fourth chapter, Kaivalya Pada. And wondrous enlightenment or Kaivalya. Literally, Kaivalya means aloneness, aloneness. Because if there's only one, then it's all alone. <laughs> if you're in a state of oneness with everything, then there's no other. There's only everything, all one universe, a universe, right? There's only one song. So, Sutra 429. Prasankhyane Pyakusi Dasya Sarvata Viveka Kyater Dharma Megha Samadhi Prasankhyane Pyakusi Dasya Sarvata Viveka Kyater Dharma Megha Samadhi translates Kaivalya or Dharma Megha Samadhi, the fruits of practice having fully matured, desires are transcended. There's nothing left to be gained because the meditative state of Samadhi arises naturally in incessant and incessantly, dharma megha, uh, virtue showers forth. Wow. Prasankhyana, prasankhyane, prasankhyana. So the, the dictionary entry is prasankhyana. The ending here is uh, means during or, 
or in. It's called the locative case. It's the seventh case, seventh locative case. So in a state of prasankhyana, uh, a naturally arising meditative state. That's the contextual meaning from the Yoga Sutras. It's a, it's a curious term that Patanjali chose to use that he switched away, he broke away from the normal terminology to refer to meditation, meditative state. He's not using the word dhyana. He's not using the word dharana or samapati right? or sainyama. Our two, you know, our favorite words from uh, our previous studies, samapati, the quieting of the mind, samapati meditation, or the advanced state of Ashtanga Yoga meditation, the sainyama meditation, the, the last three limbs that cycle and work together as a unit, a meditative unit, dharana, dhyana, and samadhi. The last three angas, dharana, dhyana, samadhi. You put your mind somewhere, dharana. It starts to flow. It feels good. Ah, it's flowing in a single stream, dhyana. And then the boundary between uh, yourself and the object. Uh, becomes gray or becomes elusive or becomes empty. Uh, you're absorbed in your concentration, samadhi. Uh, he's not using these terms. He's saying prasankhyana. And he uses two words, prasankhyana and akusida, akusida. Prasankhyana, Akusita. And these have, these are financial terms. So weird. Uh, literally, Prasankhyana. Let me check. Somebody's asking me something. Akusita. Yeah, yeah, right. My, my username on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, which I'm never on Twitter, so, but Akusida. Yeah, the next page is Akusida. But right now we're on Prasankhyana page. Uh, doubly, actually, for a long eye. Akusida, doubly, yeah. Uh, so Prasankhyana, this, literally means like that you measure things out. And the financial ref meaning is that it's the fruition of your investment. Like you buy some bonds, 10 year bond, right? If you cash it out too early, it doesn't give you very much return for your initial investment. But if you wait till it matures, 
then the return is what what you expected on your bond. Uh, you know, savings bonds, right? Uh, a farmer, right? He, he makes an investment in crops, right? He, his time and labor, he invests. And when uh, his labor and the, the crops mature, right? There's a, an, a, there's a return, there's a fruition, there's a result from the investment of all his efforts that for the yogi, right? We invest, we do all this sadhana. Sadhana literally actually means um, they're, they're tools used for to cultivate a specific goal. And the one who, who does sadhana, who uses the tools of yoga or the breathing tools and the asana tools and the self-study and the chanting and all these different tools, right? We use these tools to not just to enjoy ourselves and pass time because we have 24 hours in a day and we need to, you know, entertain ourselves because otherwise we get bored, right? But we're doing them to cultivate. It's an investment. And the investment, you know, slowly uh, matures over time, right? We become more grounded. Our minds become more resilient to stimulus positive and negative stimuluses. We don't cry as intensely over the same level of, of negative stimulus that we used to. And we become more resilient. This is a, the, the investment maturing. So, but we're talking about, you know, a full maturation, like a, a savings bond. You, you don't, you're expecting a certain percentage return on the initial investment, but you only get it if you wait the allotted uh, duration. The farmer, he doesn't want to harvest his crops until they're ripe, until they're ready. And otherwise the value is not nearly as, uh, desirable is worthwhile. It's not nearly as worthwhile um, as if he, he can, waits for the labors to mature properly, completely. So this is what we're talking about here, prasankhyana, I think. Yeah. But but it's specifically then it's referring to this meditative. Right? If you think of somebody who's enlightened, we project all kinds of ideas at the person who must be having you know some kind of 
more enlightened experience than we're having. What the hell? <laughs> so that's Prasankhyana. Any comments? I want to start praying to uh, Shiva that my students give me more comments and questions. Hint. Okay. <laughs> no. Prasankhyane api. Api means also. So in addition to this naturally arising meditative result from all your lifetimes, your decades, lifetimes of cultivation. Additionally, also api, prasankhyane api, akusidasya, akusida, akusida, akusidasya, akusida is without any thought of gaining anything for yourself. So you're not seeking, you're not scheming. The reason you're doing things, there's no scheme behind it. God, don't you hate it when people are, they're only doing it because they want something. <laughs> they're, they're not being genuine, right? We, we consider that not being genuine. They're being fake. They're just trying to get something for themselves. So that is not their akusida. And this is also a financial term. And it's referring to loans made. Really, actually, the term is kusida. The financial term is kusida. And that means you make a loan uh, with an expectation of making a profit. You do something. So instead of using the, you know, the word uh, vairagya, He's using this term akusida. And so in, in other words, he's referring more to your actions like akus, uh, vairagya. You know, if you, if when, when you fall and you have a reaction and you, you trip, or you fall in Bhujapidasana and your mind has a reaction, right? It's a lot of act, brain activity. That's the reaction, the, a lot of neurological activity going on in the brain. Uh, you, you hear you're walking down the street and you dog sneaks up from behind the fence on the, in the front yard next to you and barks really loud as you walk by, so right next to you and you have a reaction, a lot of neurological activity. So, you know, different parts of the brain uh, function, have different functionality. So the part of the brain that's responsible for these different reactions we might have to different things, like leg pain when you sit in Lotus for a long time, 
part of your brain is like starts going crazy, going wacko, too much neurological activity. Uh, when the dog barks and, and spooks you as you're walking down the street and you jump and all your nerves, your body tenses and you jump and your breath goes <gasps> and all this like intense, like rapid fire of reaction, neurological reaction, creating this response, this uh, expressive response. Um, non-attachment, vidagya, right? Uh, or emptiness. Uh, if you don't have that, uh, your mind is calmer. It doesn't react, it doesn't respond. And so then those places in your brain, which used to get all excited over this, that, and the other thing, right? Ooh, chocolate. And that your, your mouth starts salivating that part of your brain that, that knows about chocolate, that, that craves for chocolate when it, thinks of chocolate and then starts imagining the smell and salivating, right? So much activity, right? But vaidagya, this non-attachment, where it's, you don't have these reactions, responses to things, either grasping for something like chocolate. When you start thinking about chocolate, your mind starts wanting and craving and imagining and salivating. And this is a kind of grasping for that's the activity in your mind, in your brain, a physiological, neurological activity. Uh, or the leg pain, the, the aversion, right? The, the, you can't sit still. There's so much activity, all these suggestive thoughts that you, you need to wiggle. You need to unbuckle your lotus position. You can't sit still. You can't, you can't allow yourself to be comfortable. So much activity in your head, in your brain going just wacko, wacko, wacko. Uh, when, if, when you start to feel a little bit more of a sense of separation, right? That's a kind of vidagya, right? So the, the, the detachment, the non-attachment, the vidagya, when, when, as that develops, the activity in the brain responding, reacting to the stimulus, whatever kind of stimulus it is, right, is reducing, isn't it? Your reaction is no longer as strong. That means the neurological activity in your brain is also not as active, it's not as much. Until there's, a, seems like there's no reaction right so we this is one of the ways we when we hear the word the term emptiness shunya that we use when we define terms like samadhi uh terms uh the the higher level of samapati meditation also involves shunya or emptiness void so instead of the, those parts of your brain being filled up with neurological activity, they remain empty. They're non-responsive. So emptiness and non-attachment 
and your ability to concentrate are all intimately intertwined. It, when the brain is active because it's reacting or, or grasping, wanting something that it doesn't have uh, or wanting to get rid of these impulses in the body, these sensations in the body to get away from them. Uh, There's a lot of activity and difficult to concentrate. Your concentration gets bogged down. It gets overwhelmed. It gets swamped by the activity in your brain, in your mind. So that's, uh, hinders your ability to concentrate. So detachment, uh, emptiness and concentration, they're, they're intimately intertwined. Akusida, not this non-seeking of any personal gain. Uh, there's no, it's kind of like the, it's the ultimate level. What, oh, let, let, let me, let, let me retract that, that phrase I just said, ultimate level. It's referring to uh, your behavior, what you're doing. So there's no, uh, there's no thought that you're going to get something that's motivating you to act. So the vairagya that you've been cultivating and the concentration, your efforts to concentrate with more stability and more clarity to separate yourself from the activity that the mind wants to respond with right? to, and to separate yourself from that and to develop more concentration, steady, steadier concentration, clearer concentration, more insightful concentration, right, is coming to this uh, level of fruition where it's, not, it's translating into purity of, of uh, motive. Because you're in this state, prasankhyana, you're in this naturally arising meditative state. So what, what, what more do you need? Why would you be seeking anything when you have this experience that is beyond fulfilling? It's more than you could possibly ever hope to get from chocolate or sex or uh, money or Facebook likes or um, promotions at work or returns on your, in, your uh, stock investments prasankhyana. And so there's no more seeking a kusida. And then that makes you, you know, very honest and, and virtuous person, doesn't it? How do you feel when somebody's always 
seeking to gain something from everything they're doing all the time. Those are the kind of people you want to spend a lot of time around. <laughs> oh, let me, I, I feel lonely. Let me call up <laughs> my, my friend who is like the, the schemingest person I know. <laughs> they're not the first person you call, right? They're the, the last person you call for company to go out and have your, your pizza and beer with your tofu. Uh, I don't know what you guys do. What do you guys do when you, when you feel like you need to get out? Not pizza and beer. Yeah, pizza and beer. So that's spot on. No. Never. No, what, what do you do then? I can't remember. <laughs> okay. You have kids. Once you have kids, then you can't remember anything anymore what you used to do, can you? All you watch is kid movies now. <laughs> I used to watch so many movies with my, with my daughter's wife, uh, mom. And uh, man, we watched movies all the time. All kinds of adventure movies and uh, mystery movies and stuff. And then not too long after the first one was born, no more. For one, we didn't get any sleep. <laughs> and then our minds are craving sleep all the time. <laughs> Can't even think about wanting to watch a movie. All I think about is wanting to get more sleep. <laughs> who's, gonna, who's gonna hold the baby in the middle of the night while she's crying <laughs> for hours? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Prasankhyane api akusidasya sarvata 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 means in all manners, in all possible ways. So this state, Patanjali is saying this is kind of a it's a all-encompassing condition at this point. We're not just talking about uh uh preliminary enlightened states. <laughs> I like to use the word enlightenment because <laughs> it, it has more, more, more kick, more, more bang for the buck. Viveka kya tehe, sarvata viveka kya tehe. Who remembers viveka kyati? Patanjali loves this phrase, Viveka Kyati, come, gets used so many times. So wisdom and clarity. Right? So Sarvata Viveka Kyatehe, right? In all kinds of different uh, endeavors. Sarva means all, right? Sarvata in all ways, in all kinds of endeavors. The Viveka Kyati are, are, sense of beatitude and altru altruism or pure motive or pure motive to want to be beneficial to to others and our clarity these things are arising spontaneously like the prasankhyana 
Right, because if you're in a state of prasankhyana, in a state, this state, then wouldn't it make sense that you're functioning from a, a place of wisdom? So viveka means discernment. Uh, Kyati means knowing. So in other words, you have clarity to be able to to see uh, the cause and effect of what's going on, what's going to happen from these choices or, or those choices, to be able to see a little bit rather than just blindly making choices based on I like that way, so I go that way. But you say if I... What's a, what's a good example? Let me think. Um, mm, Alexis, speak up. Raise your hand. Turn your mic on. I thought your internet froze. Huh? I thought your <laughs> internet connection was froze. Oh, mine was your, your saying, okay. I thought you had an example for us. Um, we can um, find an example during yoga asana practice. You want a yoga asana example? Like a hard one? <laughs> like a hard pose? Maybe to get there, how to, how to practice to, like, to achieve the... Yeah, so, so there'd be an element like when you're doing things mechanically, you're not operating from wisdom. You're jumping back and you're inhaling and exhaling. Even the inhale and the exhale, there's so much possibility for subtlety to adjust your breathing. You know when to breathe more deeply, when to, breathe, when to let the breath become more shallow and faster, and when to slow the breath down and deepen the inhale and the exhale, right? Being able to feel when to do that. So we're not just being mechanical. And when you crouch in your down dog before you jump through, you know, you all your sense of your body becomes so enlivened to feel, to execute the jump through. It's not just mechanical. When you watch people, they practice mechanically their jump throughs and their jump backs. You know, there's like a, there's a choppiness to it. And you can hear it in people's breathing when they're breathing mechanically. They're not feeling the bio rhythm in their body, in their lungs, in their chest, in their nervous system. Their breath has an edge to it. It's a, a hardness to it, mechanical. So that's a clarity to be able to feel, to discern and follow the natural rhythm cycles. When you're in the grocery aisle and you're looking at a sea of different cereals, Right? But you're looking for the one that you always get. 
because that's the only one you like. You know, there's no wisdom there. That's just habit energies. But then you swallow, you open the root of your palate and you have a moment of silence with yourself and you open your eyes and you're drawing. I never saw that cereal before. And you pick it up and you look at it, the ingredients and the name and you know, like, I'm gonna get this one. This one's awesome. your intuition coming forth, right? It's blocked by when you're being mechanical, when you're being, when you're functioning from the habit energies. But when you swallow those preconceived ideas and let the, the silence meld into your brain for a moment, then there's an opportunity to see something different, see things brand new. Could be at, at the office, driving. You feel or you see something to go a different way. It could be like here, my examples are um, like with the cereal box, right? That's completely like kind of an instinctual, intuitive, like being guided. Right? Uh, the examples with the yoga were more like being able to see when the right timing is. So that's more closely related to seeing like cause and effect. If I jump now, the energies aren't right, it's not going to work. The conditions are not ripe yet. So when you're watching the cycles, you're feeling for when the conditions are ready for the action. You've heard the expression, timing is everything. If you don't get the timing right, the, no matter how well you execute the effort, the, it's not going to have the same fruition as if you get the timing right. So timing right means you're, you're watching or feeling for the conditions to be right. And that in your body, in your practice, that's a, a sensational experience. When the condition is right, when you feel the surge in the prana, the tide of the prana in your body, right? in your breath, in your body, right? and you execute. Um, but some, you know, cause and effect also, you're going through an intersection, you see a car coming, that's a cause and effect, right? You, you don't wanna turn in, turn left, if you see the car coming and you see that it's, there's gonna be a collision, right? You wait. Uh, that could happen on autopilot. It can also happen just by being present. So on autopilot, that's the samskaras. That's not Viveka Kyati. But if it's, you're being present and you're just responding and you're seeing the potential for an accident and you slow down and you wait, right? And you're following just according to what you're seeing. Uh, so that's a very subtle distinction 
what's happening internally in your mind, in your psyche between, is it autopilot? Is it the habit energies telling me not, not to turning into this car or is it, is it just because I'm so alive and I'm so present and I'm so like enthusiastic about driving, man. Driving is like, captures my whole attention when I drive, totally present. So those are, those are some examples, Viveka Kyati. So no matter what we're doing, Sarvata, no matter what the situation, uh, no matter, the, the Viveka Kyati is able to express itself, that clarity, the wisdom and clarity. Prasankhyane api akusidasya sarvata vivekakyate he. Prasankhyane api akusidasya sarvata vivekakyate he. Dharma megaha samadhi. Dharma Megaha Samadhi. So let's jump to the second word, Mega. Mega. Mega means awesome, right? <laughs> no, it means a cloud. Mega means a cloud. As enormous as a cloud, Mega. We don't use the H when we write the word Mega in English, right? It's just M E G A, right? So I don't think it's related. Yeah, mega. That was a mega event that happened last night. Were you there? <laughs> uh, mega means a cloud. So what, is, what are some of the qualities about clouds? What are some of the thing, what do you think of when you see, when clouds come, what do they do? What do they remind you of? How do they make you feel? Tatiana, you're an artist. Oh, well, I like watching clouds, but they bring rain, right? Yeah, what it, they can bring rain, yeah. Or and what does rain do? Uh, waters the plants, right? Supports. Yeah. Yeah, it supports, nourishes. If it hasn't rained in a while, then it's drought. <laughs> it, it's a relief when the when the clouds come. Yeah. Yeah, because the sun can become too intense. We need some clouds to balance out the the yang energy of the sun. We need some clouds to give us some protection to soften the intensity of the sun. One of the names of the sun, Martanda. Martanda is a, is a destroyer. Because one of the sun, like if the sun energy gets too strong, right? We have drought and dryness be, becomes, it destroys things. If it's not kept in check, clouds help help 
Clouds are instrumental in balancing the solar energy. Also in the sun itself, this destruction is happening constantly. That's right, it's burning up. The sun is burning. It's on fire. It's destroying <laughs> whatever it's burning. I don't I have no idea what it's burning. Hydrogen, I guess. It's burning it up. It's destroying all the hydrogen. It's on fire, man. <laughs> what happens when your house catches on fire? <laughs> it's, it burns down. It's destruction. It's the sun, Martatunda. And another, another thing about the sun, since it's Rata Saptami, right, is eventually the sun's going to become a red giant. It's going to engulf the, the solar system. When, as, when it gets a certain age, it's going to expand. And there'll be no more planet Earth. The sun will be that big. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, my science might be faulty. But I, I seem to remember learning that when I was grasshopper once upon a time. The red giant, the destiny of the earth is to be engulfed by the sun in another four or five billion years. Martanda. Martandaya namo namaha. Uh, so the cloud is is what then? So something this is a this a name, a technical name for this type of samadhi, this prasankhyana, which is without any uh, th personal thought of gain, this naturally arising meditative state is the result of your lifetimes of cultivation uh, that is always exuding this vivekakyati, this wisdom this living active wisdom. Uh, it's being called Dharma Mega Samadhi. Dharma Mega Samadhi. So, what is the cloud? Is it consciousness? Oh, well, consciousness is, is, is there, but it's acting like a cloud. In what way? Um, well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, what is it? It's enveloping? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else, Alexis? Yeah, I don't know. You're Asian. Come on, use your Asian powers. He grew up with all kinds of metaphorical imagery yeah. stuff. Oh, uh, I think. You have a Buddhist background. Uh, samadhi, it's like us, us being the big self, the big. Uh -huh. Big yeah. self, huh? It's like thousand lights. 
thousand thousands of like right. ten thousands like ten thousand suns right so in that happening all the time how can a person live a normal life how so, live a normal life it's impossible uh-huh. so then the any dharma that person has like me i have to take care of kids uh-huh my dharma acting like a cloud to shading the light a little bit <laughs> maybe so so the like the clouds bring what the plants need to grow you're doing that for not, the things not. that you're responsible for yes, yes. yeah is that what you mean yeah balancing and like yeah yeah so so the clouds a a cloud this this dharma mega samadhi or this prasankhyana akusida uh offers protection so the the things in life that are causing stresses without a meditative state we're in, we're we're stressed out and only when we're balanced we're not stressed out the less the more balanced we are the less stressed we are the less balanced we are the more stressed we are so there's it's drying us up the stress that we have because we don't feel adequate we don't feel worthy we don't feel um liked you know with all these things that kind of eat away at us subtly you know for some people dramatically these things eat away at us and they have you know depression and they're on medication and they go to the therapist and for everybody else it's subtle and some people you know man some people manage to actually you know rise up out of these things but you know and the those things are like so subtle because the person has been able to manifest their own joy uh from within themselves right so then those things become less and less and less and less so the the cloud the dharma mega the cloud of dharma right from from having uh matured your practice your efforts to purify yourself from these internal poisons these internal self-created stressors right that it's like a cloud that that quality of your being is the cloud that offers you protection and and gives you the nourishment to to blossom and to other people dharma mega samadhi so what was the i in the translation i i put virtue showers forth dharma mega virtue showers forth i remember this person because they don't seek anything for themselves because of their state of their utterly satisfied state of meditation which is just a naturally occurring state a naturally arising state in them they don't seek anything 
And that makes them extremely virtuous. So that, that virtue, then we're making a metaphor here or an analogy that is uh, a simile. It's like a, a cloud of Dharma. It's so virtuous. Denise. I, I visualize something like a cartoon character with a big cloud, like walking around in the, in the state of Samadhi all the time. Huh. <laughs> but not like a gray cloud, like somebody who smokes too much pot, right? Light. Like Light, a, yeah. Light and I don't know, like because it's right. and you see somebody who's got this cloud, this light, yeah, emanating light. You know, you you're attracted to it, yeah. and as, as soon as you see it, all of a sudden you feel you're affected by it. You feel better. Whatever problem you were just musing over, you know that is like the whole universe revolves around this stupid. <laughs> teeny tiny speck of a problem happening on earth in this great enormous infinite universe right and we're just a speck on this earth and it's like the whole universe is colliding on my issue <laughs> and then, but then you see like wow like somebody who's just like emanating right the light it changes right all of a sudden tatiana isn't the cloud also like perspective? Perspective? Right? In what way? Well, because your perspective is your reality, right? The way you're seeing things. Uh, 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 keep going. So how is it? Well, it's like a filter. <laughs> okay. But but what is it? What's the color of the cloud or what's the filter? I, I don't get it. I'm dumb. Well, well it's, like, it's like an enlightened. It's like enlightened. It's like an enlightened perspective because you're you would be seeing like the good, right? So instead yeah, of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like your human yeah, yeah. expectations, you're seeing it from this position of enlightenment. It's like when uh -huh. you just see everything as uh -huh. good, right? Uh-huh. Like, oh my back hurts. No, that's good. Or oh I can't do that pose. No, that's fine. <laughs> right. So there's no good and bad, it's just all good. Right, yeah. Yeah. Or it's not even good it just is yeah 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 i mean that's definitely definitely there yeah but this is specifically referring it's like it's we've all heard of the bodhisattva right and we're all familiar with the concept of a bodhisattva as somebody who's there to help it incarnates to help the world to help alleviate the suffering of the world to help alleviate us from our ignorance, which is the root of our suffering. Um, like Mother Teresa, uh, anybody you know who's dedicates their life to to helping others. Dharma Mega, because what if you don't have anything to gain? You've already obtained that which satisfies all desires. So all your desires have been fulfilled, right? Because you you reach this thing that's that's beyond the uh, that's more more desirable than anything else that could ever possibly be obtained or thought of to have. 
um, then anything you do, what's the, there's, why would you do anything? There's only for the sake of, of other, of creation, you're doing things. I mean, you could just go in a cave and selfishly bliss away your existence. But there's an impulse in creation to be part of creation. Because it's the, the cells in your body are not individuals. They're part of the body. The cells in the body don't have a desire to just escape from the work of being part of the body. They have a desire to fulfill their manifestation to be the best possible member of the team that they can be. That's the natural impulse inside the, the cells, the liver, the spleen, the heart. They're not looking for a vacation or retirement in the Bahamas, away from all those nasty, troublesome people filled with all kinds of uh, stupid scheming and short-sighted desires and they voted for the wrong president and I just want to get away from them and <laughs> uh, yeah no they, they want to see things working right the cells in the body are working to help make the the whole thing work in a healthier way that's the natural homeostasis intelligence be driving behind the the cells so why would we be any different why would our life be any different than 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 the way the other things in nature function so this idea of the bodhisattva is a natural result of having purified yourself of ignorance, stupidity, chasing after the, the wrong things in hopes that you're going to become more fulfilled. And then once you find that fulfill, that thing that fulfills all cravings, that satisfies all cravings, that pacifies all aversions, soothes all fears, then you, you really have a capacity to work for the whole of creation once, when the ignorance is gone. So you become Dharma Mega, the cloud of virtue, virtue showering forth, the Samadhi, of a shower of virtue.
Um, <clears throat> is, that, is that a good place to stop? Can we stop here? Any questions or comments? Weren't you asking about someone who was like, like devoted their life to virtue or something? Somebody who's, yeah, you could can you could say that the yogi is devoting them their life to virtue, right? Yaman, ahimsa, non-harming, satya, truthfulness, asteya, non-stealing, brahmacharya, uh, no in a, uh, sexual misconduct. Parigraha, not not taking gifts inappropriately, not accumulating things unnecessarily beyond what you need. That's that's pretty virtuous pursuit, I would say. What about the hugging? There's like the hugging lady, uh, Ama. Uh huh. She would fit that, right? I don't know her that well, obviously. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but that's the idea. Yeah, she giving tirelessly. Right? They're giving right? instead of seeking, giving. When we start scheming, then it's very difficult to adhere to truthfulness with within your to yourself, even right, not just to others, but. You start, you know, creating all kinds of masks that you are telling yourself about about yourself and let alone, you know, the way you're scheming with other people. Uh, and you're trying to get stuff that you're not earning. You're trying to get it in deceitful ways. So there's no astia, there's no non-stealing, no truthfulness anymore. And you're not concerned about whether you're harming other people. You're just concerned about whether you're getting it or not. So there's no yama behind scheming, behind having selfish motives for things. Denise, you have a question or comment? Yeah, sorry, it's about um, it's about the word. So scheming is it, it, it is it like the hidden agenda or is it agenda? Ah, uh, both. Ah, uh, both. Okay. Usually, it's kind of hidden. You know, you're not. Not, uh, no, it, it, it means more hidden because if you're up front, then it's a transaction. Okay. When it's on the surface and you're honest with somebody, it's not scheming. Okay. Yeah. Scheming is like, you kind of have a sense like you're, you're probably a little dishonest with yourself even about it. And you don't want the other person to know that you're not being genuinely just kind to them going out of your way to do something nice for them just because you're like that kind of a person right you don't want them to know so there there's yeah scheming is but we all we all probably do it more than we realize that's the 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 hard part, right, is uncovering, right, the unconsciousness 
that we have with ourselves. And we're unconscious about the subtleties of movement in our body, right? And that's tangible for Christ's sakes. How can you be not unconscious about the inner, subtle, deeper layers of functioning in your mind, which is not very tangible at all? When you can't even be conscious of the subtleties in your in your in the tangible manifestation of yourself. Of course you're scheming. <laughs> Come on, wake up. <laughs> we we all want something, you know. And uh, and that that's the process, right? To waking up, to realizing, like, oh, maybe we wake up to like, oh, I can participate in my breathing. I didn't know that. I never thought of that. Oh, I don't have to be a a, a sloucher like my <laughs> like my great grandfather and my grandfather and my father. I can participate and I can change my habit. They're just habit energies. They're just habit energies. Sonny, any questions? At least you showed your face. Thank you. Uh, okay, so I think this is a good place to stop. Uh, any any final comments? Okay. So we'll pick up here next week. And do the closing chant. Om Tat Sat. Om Swasti Prajabhyaf Paripalayantam. Nyayena margena mahim mahishaha Go brahmane bhyaha shubhamastu nityam Lokaha samastaha sukhino bhavantu Kale varshatu prajanyaha prativi sasya shalani Desho yang shobritaha Brahmana Santu Nirbhyaha Aputra Putrina Santu Putrina Santu Pautrinaha Atana Sadana Santu Jeevantu Sharadam Shatam Sarvesham Swastir Bhavatu Sarvesham Shantir Bhavatu Sarvesham Purnam Bhavatu, Sarvesham Mangalam Bhavatu, Sarve Bhavantu Sukhinaha, Sarve Santu Niramayaha, Sarve Badrani Pashyantu, Makaschittuka Bhagavet, Om Shanti Shanti Shanti
ಜ್ಯೋತಿರ್ಗಮಯ ಮೃತ್ಯೋರ್ಮಾ ಅಮೃತಂಗಮಯ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದೂರ್ಣಾತ್ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದೇ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ತತ್ಸತ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾರ್ಪಣಮಸ್ತು ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಹಾವ್ ಗುಡ್ ಗುಡ್ ರೆಸ್ಟ್ ಯು ಡೇ ಸಿ ಯು ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಟೈಮ್